I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 192. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Jesswa. The Fijian Australian rapper and musician are dropping their debut mixtape later this week, entitled Life Short, Live Big. In today's episode, we're speaking with Jesua about expanding their sound for this mixtape, how nostalgia plays into their music, and we discuss the music of Remy Wolf. Here we go. Our guest today is a much hyped, and deservedly so, rapper and musician based in Queensland, Australia. After catching the nation's attention last year with their Tropics EP and single Bad Like Riri, they're dropping their debut mixtape this coming Friday, entitled Life Short, Live Big. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Jesswa. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good. I just went to the gym and shattered myself in a very crazy weight session, so feel a little bit tired, but I'm ready to amp up. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, one, it's very impressive. Two, I feel like it's almost like after doing weights, you've got this energy surging through you and now you've just got to sit here and talk (laughs) about music, which is maybe a bit of a funny thing to do after. Oh, 100%. But I feel like it's just going to amp me up even more. So (laughs) (laughs) that's that's awesome. Well, I'm very excited. Um, I'm now feeling a little bit more pumped up about this, this uh, interview as well. So that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, it is a very exciting week at the moment. Uh, the new mixtape from yourself, Life Short, Live Big, comes out later this week. Congratulations, firstly, because uh, this is a brilliant mixtape. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate that. No, of course. I um, I imagine that uh, obviously we've had what have we had? We've had an EP from yourself. There's been singles along the way, but this is like the first big body of work for yourself. How are you feeling about this, this finally kind of coming out? Uh, I'm, I'm just so excited to finally get it out and for other people to hear it other than myself and uh, my label, really. And I've got all my friends that have already <laughs> got the private sound now, have had the private SoundCloud link for ages now. So I'm, I'm just really excited to get something out that's longer than six tracks. There is about 13 tracks on there, which I'm, yeah, I'm just pumped about. I've been waiting for it, for this for a long time and I feel like this is the perfect project to execute a uh, body of work at this length as well. It is a um, it is a brilliant mixtape, as I said. I'm I'm curious for for some people that we've spoken to. Um, as you said, friends have gotten the private SoundCloud link. Um, are you someone who 
will take on family and friends feedback and then kind of change it or look or maybe take it into consideration or are you just someone who's like that is what it is just leave it yeah, it's funny you said i actually don't take anyone's feedback on board <laughs> at all it's like <laughs> it's just mainly because like especially for this project like i i really made it for myself you know and like for my 14 year old self my teenage self as well so it was really just a pretty magical journey going through that self-discovery as well while making this project. And the greatest thing is, is when I was sending the link to all my friends, they were just like playing it every single day nonstop. You know what I mean? So that was the best, if I was going to take any feedback, that was the best feedback you could possibly receive. But I always feel like for me making art, like it, my own feedback is probably the most important thing as well. And I appreciate people who do offer me feedback but yeah I just I just always got to go with my own gut and my own feelings and my own intentions I feel like that's the best way to make music or art 100% I think if you've it's it's the uh what is the expression it's the age old um if there's too many chefs in the kitchen or whatever it may be yeah 100% yeah (laughs) (laughs) this mixtape it does I feel like it builds beautifully on what you've previously been doing in terms of genre in that just why is not just you know it's just not straight hip-hop it's not straight uh like the the genres that this mixtape seems to cover mm. um are brilliant and i feel that it's really kind of you've, you've done an excellent job in having some of these tracks which are maybe more um classic hip-hop if you will and then there's some more that are maybe not pop but like pop centric pop adjacent Mm. um if you will yeah uh, when i guess when you're looking for sounds when you're looking for the musicality of of this project and what you're trying to do do you have a i guess what is that process like and, and how does that begin in in you trying to work out what you want something to sound like or how you want it to kind of feel or vibe yeah 100 percent. like especially with this project lots of the songs are like sub-genres of other genres too, which is something for me that was really exciting to write over and work with because I was working with sounds and structures that I probably hadn't worked with before, but it was creatively and artistically extremely fun. It was a big challenge too, but I just had the best time doing it. And I feel like it does got like quite a bit of pop elements in there as well, which I'm, and like slower songs, which, you know, typically I've never really done before and songs that are just like about love, which is something that, you know, I'm only just starting to write about and sort of get in touch with a more gentle, softer side of myself too. And then there is the heavy hitting, like, you know, four to the floor sort of vibes, hard songs on there too. So I think it was just for me, I just really, felt like I just didn't care anymore and I just wanted to make music that made me happy, you know, whether that be pop, more poppier sounding or dark sounding or, you know, sh- and all the songs are quite short too, which I, when I was the whole energy of recording this project, I would sit in my room with my mic and my laptop and write the songs as I was recording them. And some of the songs only go for a minute and 20 seconds. And I was just like, done, you know, setting that one up. Like it was just sort of made with that same energy of the title, Life Short, Live Big. Like I just sort of wanted to get out of my own head and out of my own judgments and self-judgments of self and just make stuff that, you know, made me happy in a time where I feel like I'm finally coming into one of the happiest times of my life as well. 
That's awesome to hear. That's very, very awesome to hear. <laughs> With, um, I think, what was the track? It was um, Fell in Love, uh, as, as you mentioned, that it, I think from what I've read is that the you were writing the song last year, um, I think near the near the ocean or near the rainforest, yeah. and that it kind of did allow you, yeah, freedom in in your writing. Do you find, I guess, location and surroundings to be a big part of your creative process and and how it kind of affects it? Oh, hundred percent. I especially feel like it is in terms of when you recharge, even just as a person, you know, I feel like the ocean and the rainforest is one of the two biggest natural places where we can go and go and recharge and sort of kind of feel that bit of relaxation. So I actually recently just moved to Yugen Bear country, which is on the Gold Coast. And I think I've been here for about a year now. And every single day I was just going to the beach, going to the ocean, like making the most out of that because I was living in a city before and it was quite, I was in the grind, you know, just really pushing myself to crazy levels where I felt like I was burning myself out. And I was just thinking that this is not the life you want to live, you know? So I really made a big, long conscious decision to move and just put everything into that. And finally got down here and I said to myself, as soon as I'm here, like you go to the nature every day, you know, like don't ever take it for granted. And I feel that definitely came in to fruition as well on this project. Like there's a lot of songs that I feel like I will, like I was listening to while I was driving by the ocean, you know, or like walking by the ocean. And it sort of has that vibe. And I feel like it's really being in nature so much has really, brought a calmness to my soul where I feel like I could make this project and just sort of let things go and just really make it for myself. 100%. The the mixtape, it kind of covers like a lot of ground. As you said, that there's there's songs of, um, whether indirectly addressing love, there are there do seem to be songs that, that are there about affection, thing, uh, some topics that kind of uh, you're covering quite a lot of ground <laughs> with the mixtape I think one of my um my personal favorite track off I guess it, it stood out the most as I kind of listened to the mixtape two or three times it I just kept going back to this one was antisocial yeah which yeah. I thought was a brilliant track it kind of um I think even from the get-go your ears kind of prick up a little bit and you're kind of you're forced to pay attention to this song yeah, which is yeah. a, a brilliant trait of a song I was wondering um if, if you'll possibly allow us to just ask, I guess, what was the, the catalyst behind this song and, and what was the inspiration for this song? Yeah, 100%. Antisocial is definitely was w- like one of my favourite songs until I started making all of the others as well. But that song for a long time was really hard for me to listen back to because I was in actually a lot of pain when I wrote that. And I feel like, you know, when you go through sort of a journey of, discovering different parts of yourself there is all types of waves of that joy pain anger fear you know and I feel like this one was definitely the pain vibe of that and it was really hard for me for a long time to actually listen back to that song because it was for me it was just the epitome of being so low you know like where your vibration everything is so low and you just like question it you know is it does life matter you know and I think to ask yourself that question is you have to be in a really sort of desperate state as well. So that was a really tough song to write and also a tough song to always listen back to. But I feel like because I can now see that 
of that time in my life and how I got through that, you know, I just, I feel celebration now for it as well. And when I was recording it, like I just felt, I also felt like pretty angry and just, yeah, it was probably one of the most trickier songs on the whole project. It was one that I wrote at the start of last year and I wasn't going to put it on the project as well. Cause I was like, you know, this is quite, like it brings my vibe down like because it's quite a, you know, it's the, the, the 808s in there are just so heavy, you know, you, you like you were saying, you really can't ignore it when you listen to those lyrics and the lyric, like, should I just lay down and die? Like repeat it over, like, you know, it's quite a, it's quite a heavy song. So I, I didn't know if it would fit really well on this project or if I should even put it on at all. But I was listening to it and I was like, you know, I feel like life's too short to let this song just live in my you know, unheard catalogue. So I really wanted to put it out there. And I know that, you know, if someone could feel a certain type of way or relate to that feeling, you know, that may help someone. And then, you know, all of the other songs from it, I feel like are the aftermath of feeling that, you know. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, firstly, I'm glad that you did decide to release it. I feel like sometimes when you've got a song or a track that's so visceral almost, Mm. and if you hold on to it, you're almost not letting it go and you're not letting it, um, a combination of. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One, as you said, if there's someone else out there that this track can help, then that's fantastic. Mm. But also, if you're just holding on to it and it's only you listening to it, it kind of it kind of just goes round and round in your head. Whereas if you put it out to the people almost, mm. um, that then it's it's... It's almost like no longer yours, if that makes sense, in a good way, in the fact that you can let it go and let it do its own thing. And um, I'm very glad to hear that obviously that that you did come out of that and now can look at it back with a different kind of lens because, Mm. as I said, it is an arresting track, but I imagine it was not an easy track to write. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I imagine that a few people who are listening today, you have been coming up in the last few years, um, touring, appearing on festivals, uh, collaborating with quite a few people. and I know a number of people uh, would recognise your name from the Leica version that you did, uh, I think it was last year, late last year. Yeah, yeah. Or early this year, um, where you covered Limp Biscuit, mm. which firstly, a great choice. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I know at the time you kind of said the, the reason why you picked Limp Biscuit one, because there's a lot of Limp Biscuit fans in Australia, which I think is very fair and is still true, but two, because of the... Uh, I guess the nostalgia aspect of it, that there are a lot of people who love and still really think highly of those days of 
the early to mid to whatever it was in 2000s, mm. for you, not just with Limp Bizkit, but with your music as well, like how do you feel that nostalgia kind of plays into that? And if I guess if it does at all, but um, yeah, how, how it kind of affects the music that you create and that you write. hundred percent. I feel like things that make me feel calm in life are like things that I remember from my childhood with like pop culture that I remember seeing, you know, it, it feels comfortable. It feels like, you know, you've seen it before, you feel comfortable within it. I feel like we all kind of like refer or go back to that as well because it's a time in your life when you're a kid where you feel like you've seen, you grew up, like for me, I grew up watching like video hits and rage, like every Saturday and Sunday morning (laughs) I would sit there from 6 a.m. until the show stopped just to watch video clips because, you know, I never had Foxtel. So (laughs) that's all you could really watch. And um, I don't know, I feel like I grew up doing that, you know, so I just feel like sometimes there's that nostalgia just feels like that comfortable state as well, you know, or something that you know that you can recognise and that it's like gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling, like when things are nostalgic, you know. And I feel like we can all relate to that as like humans, that human feeling of like, oh, that feels real good, that I remember that, you know. 100%. I feel that especially in the last two years or so, not to, we won't talk much about COVID, um, but I feel Mm. like that that kind of almost accelerated people's love of nostalgia because they wanted something that was pre pandemic in their mind. 100%. Uh, The mixtape also has a few guest stars. There's um, Erica Banks on uh, Bad Like Riri, which people would know that track already, and then DVNA on Sweet. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing DVNA right, whether it's spelt out or whether it's... Um, it's pronounced Dana. Dana. Yeah. I thought that might be the case that I might be mispronounced, so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I, when, you are, when you are collaborating and, and kind of having people on these tracks, what do you look for in a collaborator? What are you trying to search for when you're bringing someone onto a Jessica track? I really feel like collaboration for me is just you know, if you can find another creative where you're compatible, where you gel with, where you can bring something to the table and they can bring something else and it comes together as this, you know, really beautiful, rounded universe. So especially with that song with Donna and, you know, completely different features from each other, from Erica Banks to Donna, completely different songs, completely different artists as well. I, I was a really big fan of hers for a long time. I, she released this song called Sushi in Tokyo and I was just like, where is this person from? And I found out that she lives on the Gold Coast. So I just hit her up and Sweet was actually just meant to be an interlude and it was just one, the two verses in that song were just one giant verse that I did over that really dark, distorted beat. And then I wanted to get some vocals on the end and just ended it like a minute and have an interlude. And then she sent me back this like insane chorus with piano chords underneath. And it just sort of, I could hear how, you know, pop this vibe, this could completely change the song. It could go from, you know, very dark, slower tones to this really uplifting, beautiful hook. So I got that verse back off her and I sent it to an incredible producer from Sydney called Paper Toy. And he just, the, we got the stems off Utility, who are the original producer who produced it, sent it to Paper Toy and he reworked it, added some guitar in there, added some more elements to really bring that pop song vibe hook up. And then as soon as it goes back to the dark verse, it cuts off. I thought for me that was really 
a really fun project to work on that song because it it really pushed me. There was many times where it wasn't working, where it was just like you, we tried, we tried to make it feel in sync to have that hook in there because it's such a dark song as well, like in terms of the 808s and, you know, it's, it's a few instruments in the back. So, um, yeah, that was really, really exciting. And for me, when I feel like I want to collaborate with someone, I'm really just finding anybody who I can gel with you know yeah 100 percent. there's quite a few people who have uh well i'm sorry i know that there's quite a few people uh who are very excited to see you out on the road later this year i think you've um recently been announced as part of the wildlands festival that's going to take place over the new year um can we expect to see you uh in your own sorry at your own shows uh around the country yeah for sure uh i've actually going to go on a national tour as well around Australia. So I'm really, really keen to go and do that. This has been one of my goals, you know, is to do a national tour. So I'm really excited to play this project and play some new music as well that I've got coming out too. (laughs) Very, very exciting. I know that um, uh, we usually kind of ask people, uh, fans, if you were whatever, who are listening to the podcast, who they want to see. Uh, as a guest and uh, your name came up multiple times so one I'm glad that we were able to get you on the show but also to confirm that you'll be touring around the country with this mix yeah yeah um just while I know that you sent through a playlist uh for us would you be happy to talk about the the playlist you sent yeah for real Yeah, this was cool. This was a great... I love these questions, talking about, like, new songs that are out. I loved... For me, like, I feel like I like to listen to lots of different genres. It really inspires me. I love to see how people do things differently as well, you know? Like, it puts a fire in my heart, like, where I just... I love to see it from other (laughs) people. So, yeah, I put together a little playlist of five tracks. First song being Becca Hatch, Without You. Becca Hatch is, to me, like, I just really see big things for her, you know? Like, I've followed her journey. I've played festival sets with her, seen her around in the industry a long time, and I just know that she's got big things, you know? She's just such a versatile artist and has one of the most incredible voices. And I chose her song, without you which is for me just like a really beautiful dance track as well which is you know really different from the r&b vibes that she was sort of going with i got glass animals heatwave which is a song that i've been listening to because it gives me that nostalgic feeling you know like it's i feel like it's just the i feel like it's definitely the hook like it just gives me that whole (laughs) <laughs> nostalgia feeling and I, I find myself just going and replaying it a lot over and over again uh, I got Be About You by Winston Surfshirt this is an old song but recently I've just been like replaying it again I think it's because I have moved by the ocean so it fully I just really feel that vibe I, every day when I go you know go for a run or go for a walk I just always listen to this song it gives me and once again I feel like this is the nostalgia playlist because this song also <laughs> gives me hell big nostalgia as well so yeah that song I've just been like getting amongst it again which has been really nice um oh yeah and Sampa the Great with Lane 
once again, another nostalgic song for me. Uh, when I first saw, I'm a really big Sampa the Great fan too. I just think that she is one of the most important artists of our time. And what she's doing with her art is so incredibly important and it's phenomenal, you know? So this, I saw the video and I was just blown away. It's just so beautiful and just, yeah, so nostalgic as well in that sound. And also the feature verse is incredible too. And then I got Remy Wolf with Sexy Villain, which, yeah, I'm actually a really big Remy Wolf fan. Like, I discovered her music at the start of the year, which I feel pretty late about because I was talking to my friends and they had all known about her for ages. So I was, like, you know, feeling bad that I only just discovered her at the start of the year. But she, like, literally on that album, there's about... I love all the songs. I haven't been able to listen to a full body of of work in a long time, and hers was, like, one of the first in a long time that I was just listening to over and over and through and through again. Each song just feels like you're in her universe, you know? Like you're in the Remy Wolf universe. And, yeah, she's an incredible artist. That album is incredible. I think what's, there's um, another Grumpy Old Man from that album yeah, yeah. is a brilliant track. Yeah. That actually, as you said, all, the whole the record's incredible. Yeah. Um, she is joining you um, on the Wildlands uh, lineup. Is there anyone else from that lineup that you're kind of, uh, other than Remy Wolf, which I imagine a number of people are excited to see, anyone else you're kind of excited to check out? Yeah, Big Frida, definitely keen to see their set as well. And Benny, I'm really keen to see Benny's set. I haven't seen their set ever, but I've seen videos of it and I've heard that they play really, really well live. And Remy Wolf, like, I've seen videos of her set online and it looks insane like there's a full band situation and i feel like i'm just really keen to see whoever i can on the day with you know my set time it's just good to be amongst live music again and yeah i'm just so stoked to be on that line i can't wait i can't wait to go on this tour (laughs) and my solo tour i'm just really ready to get out there and do it I think that the feeling on the other side from fans, from uh, people who are not yourself, the, the the feeling is mutual. The feeling is very much the same. People are excited yeah, yeah. to see you out there. Um, Jesswell, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Congratulations on the mixtape. Uh, we'll make sure we put all the links to the mixtape and the tour dates in the show notes for this pod. But again, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for your time too. Hey, I appreciate it. That's our show. A massive thank you to Jesswa for their time. Life Short, Live Big is out this Friday and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to pre-save the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to Liz at Pius Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.